1: Hello, and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. So Josh is resplendent in his Soho House style office. Welcome, Josh.
2: Thank you, Boyd. Great to be here. Great. And I'm very excited to have a returning guest with us today.
1: Yeah, yeah returning guest, Arsenal supporting legend, creator of the Nose banner, and um, all around what kind of marketing kind of guru, what would you describe him so yes, Nick true. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Nick I like, True. I like it? being a guru. Yeah. Um uh, George knows as well, by the way. Not just George knows,' those. Arsene knows. Arsene knows. Is it time for Mikel
1: knows, Nick, That's the question.
0: Well we're getting there. Uh, that's what I'd say. We're getting there. i'm i'm'm I'm, I'm very, very much more optimistic than I was a few a few weeks ago. I thought mm. it was superb football against. The, the not just the results, but the football was good, it's, and that's, that's great.
1: Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was, um, I mean, even though we laboured to, uh, obviously, we didn't score in the first half. I mean, that's a fact. And we had, um, we only had two shots on target, I think, in the first half. Um, it was a bit worrying, but then on the plus side, I agree, I kind of agree with you. I think it was a weird game, wasn't it? Because... Actually, our possession, we controlled the game. I mean, I think pretty much from start to finish, but from the odd moment. And we didn't have, and even though they they absolutely, they, they sat back and they, you know, kind of, it was definitely like attack against defence, wasn't it? Um, where often, in recent times, that ends up being excruciating for Arsenal. And I feel like we've all seen games where, you know, we pass it around the the the, um, the horseshoe. You know, back to sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards. Goalkeeper. We didn't do that. We I, I was quite amazed at the extent to which we managed to avoid falling into that trap. And we were very positive um, and attacking in different ways. Extraordinary number of um, crosses. Extraordinary number of corners. So it was a kind of a weird but very satisfying um, game in the end.
0: Nick. I thought the performance was was, was fantastic actually. It's a bit it was a bit George Graham-ish I felt. Yeah. Just we were tough, kept coming forwards, we were hard. Um and uh, yeah, we just kept going and in the end the goals came. Two fantastic goals as well by the way.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful um, goals.
1: Fantastic goals, yeah. Um so Josh, do you think it maybe it doesn't matter? Maybe like are we finally achieving a kind of man city style i mean we have got lacazette who is a striker but he's so all over the place in in, in a, and i don't mean that in a in a bad way i mean as in you know i mean at one point he was he robbed he dispossessed a brentford player in a kind of uh right or left fullback position almost and um and uh, got the ball and created a chance about 10 seconds later um, I mean, he doesn't look like scoring still, which is an issue. But now I'm—I mean, does it matter if, if we've got players like Emil Smith Rowe and Zaka that can score, particularly Emil Smith Rowe, a high scorer?
2: Yeah, a yeah. high scorer. I mean, 10, 10 for the season. I think nine in the Premier League for Emil Smith Rowe. Lacazette still on three Premier League goals. Um, I, it, I I think the, the biggest question of whether we get in the top four, you know, it, is Can Lacazette drag us there because even if Lacazette isn't going to score the goals, he sure as hell is going to have to play 70, 75 minutes, you know, uh, pretty much every game unless we go to see Martinelli, you know, up through number nine, but I don't, I don't quite think we will. Um, But even, you know, uh, even Lacazette at this stage of his career, I think should be able to be relied upon on this sort of one game a week situation that we're going to have pretty much through to the, to the end of the season. Um, And, you know, if his performances are of a certain level and other people around him score, then I think we'll yet be okay. But I was also so enthused. I thought it was the most comfortable 2-1 win you could possibly have imagined disappointing to consider a goal. It, it felt, mm. you know, if 2-0 would have felt like entirely yeah. reflective 2-1, I think flattered Brentford massively. And it was another night, another day at the Emirates where you think, hey, the two that we sing about in Smithrow and, and Saka, the Hairland graduates who I think are part of why this team is so likable and why there is such unity in the stadium in a way we haven't seen are the two that were the difference. And it was, it was pleasing and yeah, but for Spurs possibly slightly just in don't terms of the top four race, we have yeah. to mention it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all, it was all, uh, it was all going mm. well, but yeah, really, it's, really it's enthusiastic.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, we mentioned him Smith-Rowe and Zaka, and um, Martinelli was suspended, obviously, but he's been playing most of the games recently. Emile Smith- That's Emile Smith-Rowe's first game since, I think, um, Burnley, the, 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 the disappointing game against Burnley. Which, um, and so he's been on the bench a lot. But I th- I think, first of all, I think Emile Smith-Rowe is the first name on the team sheet. I've said this many times. I still think, he, you know, I mean, the fact that he is our highest goal scorer, he's a, he's a great finisher. He's a brilliant, creative dynamic player. I thought the, I thought a lot of the dynamism came from him against Brentford. Mm. I think we missed him. And um, now but now you've got the dilemma, haven't you? What do you do? Do you We've got this kind of fantastic four, as we're calling them, Martinelli, smith Rose, Zaka and, and um And do you bring back Martinelli as soon as he's available? Do you drop Lacazette maybe? Do you go for this Martinelli through the middle option, which clearly, they've been training him apparently um, a lot to focusing on that in training, um, or do you keep Martinelli on the bench now and you say, Well, we did play this this brilliantly, which we did against Brentford. Do you carry on with that core team and go unchanged in the next game? It's a bit of a quandary.
0: So, this is nice though, isn't it? Yeah, this it's is a nice, nice quandary. Um, seemed when we didn't buy anybody that you know, we were a bit worried about all that, but actually um Pepe looked really good when he came on as well by the yes, way I thought he looked yes. really good and he really did. tricky definitely that was a penalty um I agree. he nearly yeah. scored he, he nearly yeah. scored as well I mean people were, um whoever didn't pass it to him um I just so so to guard yeah, yeah, would go. Yeah, he should, he said, yeah, he should just pass
1: him. I, I agree. With him. We, we took, I was going to have a whole penalty section later, but while you, since you mentioned it, I, I was convinced that was a penalty as well. And um, a lot of people are saying, no, They, everyone w- thought the players went for the ball, but there's clear contact on his foot from the... I, well, I thought it was... Yeah, anyway,
0: carry on. Well, if you're going to talk about that later, then we'll yeah. come back yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll do so, Yeah, So, so, so I, I would play Smithrow ahead of Martinelli. Yeah. Uh, he's just such a fantastic football player, isn't he? But Martinelli's great too. So lovely. It's lovely to have a bit of choice in Pepe. So you've got these two two players, you know, yeah. that m- might not might be on the bench against Wolves, Martinelli and um and Pepe.
1: So you'd keep Lacazette uh, in the team.
0: Yeah, he works so hard and he's big mm. and strong up front. I think you need that. Um so and by the way, Lacazette might come into you know, if he scores a goal or two, he might get some confidence and that changes everything, doesn't it? When yeah. he can score, we've seen him score some great goals. So I wouldn't discount him doing that. I think Eddie is a very lightweight when he comes on. So yeah. we haven't got we haven't got a lot of choice, have we?
1: No.
0: Um, and you know Obama Yang obviously, um, well, yeah. So he's got a hat trick, which is you know good for him. That's great. But I think we can probably all agree that we're much better off without him. And so There's a team spirit, isn't there? So It's incredible. Um, in, in Just a few weeks. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if I would agree that we're much better off of alone. But I, well, I don't know. Yeah,
0: well, we're mean,
1: playing really, think...
0: we're playing really, really well. And uh, against Wolves with ten men, battle that win. And but,
1: mm. but the uh, test uh, harder tests will come, won't they? But just Josh, do you think yeah. would, you, would you stick with Lacazette then and keep and keep Martinelli on the bench against Wolves? Would you are you kind of sticking with this unchanged team?
2: Yeah, I think Lacazette has to stay in that that team. I think there is an element of of leadership, of experience, responsibility of of being a uh, a physical sort of target um, for us to go. I think if it starts to go wrong and results don't go our way, I I can envisage maybe it does change. But right now, the the side of winning Lacazette is playing his part, if not by scoring goals and other elements of his performance. So I... I can't see Lacazette coming out of this team. I mean, if we were still in cup competitions, Europe, I'm not sure you, you, you'd have to look at how you utilise him. At, you know, his stage of his career. But right now, no, I'm not. I'm not taking him out. Boy, do you? Are you sticking um, with him?
1: I would stick with him against Wolves definitely because I think it's a really hard game. That's a really, really tough game. Um, if we win that, that's a major achievement, I think. And and I read, really, and then you you are starting to think, you know, top four is is highly possible. I, I I think against, I would have been tempted against, against the lesser team in quotes, heavy quotes, you know, I, I think we've got to try it out because, only up front. yeah, mm. I just think those four players are so fluid and fast and skillful. And there's some good finishing there really good finishing from the, you know, from everyone except Odegaard, who isn't, isn't, doesn't seem to be scoring many goals. I, I just think it's really worth giving it a go. And think, because and then, and, and, then you've got the options of Pepe coming on and Lacazette coming on, you know, give it a go maybe, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's well, worth, and I'm not, don't do it against Spurs or Man U or Liverpool or whatever, but, you know, I, I think sooner or later he will give it a go as well. You know, unless we're amazing, unless it, I'm sure he'll go. on I'm sure he'll go unchanged against Wolves, and that makes total sense. But if that is is not great, if that doesn't go that well, then I think he'll he'll definitely
0: think about it. He'll probably bring him on. Yeah, um, yeah, sixty seven, 70th seventy. Seventy. He's on seventy seventy two, isn't he?
1: At the moment, he likes to
0: substitute if, if, if it's not going well. So let's yeah. hope let's hope he let's hope it, it doesn't bring him on. Yeah, what do you That's think? We
1: noticed um I was there with Tom Um from Editors, Thompson, his 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 adorable son Rudy. I should mention, shout out to Rudy, he was in good, great form. Um we noticed that Xhaka was really left. Did you notice this, um Josh? That it was a slight formation change in that Xhaka was really out out wide left, almost like working playing as a winger at various points. Um Tierney more tucked in, didn't do many of his trademark runs right right up to the to the byline and then and you had pretty much party thomas party in the middle almost on his own and with emil smith on the other side and it was in, and it worked i mean it worked brilliantly because i think it, that that was what made it, it it felt to me like we avoided the negativity and the sideways passing because jacques was kind of forced to be more attacking and positive it was did you notice that i thought it was um an interesting development
2: Yeah, it did. I I agree with you. I think there was a a sort of, you know, element of of more positivity of, of, you know, thinking, um, you know, about going forward. And the the whole, you know, momentum of of the game, I thought, even from sort of the early stages, and it was looking frustrating, and Brentford was so deep, and were Arsenal going to get through? There were enough glimmers going on of Odegaard, I thought, really being. you know, re- willing to take responsibility on the pitch, of, of looking to take the ball, of being the one willing to try a difficult pass, even though it won't always come off. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought we just got everything right um, on Saturday. And look, Brentford are hopelessly, you know, out of form. And, uh, you know, I think some, so, you know, pundits have probably started to query just how, You know, brilliant. They they really are because give it another couple of weeks and they could be really drawn into this relegation race. And uh, I did enjoy Lacazette's uh, trolling of uh, Ivan Tony. Mm. If you if you spotted that, a bit of revenge after the the opening day. Um, I think there, yeah, it was like a noticeable sort of you know different emphasis in in the midfield areas, and it it helped get Arsenal gain control. of the game and, you know, do, do what they needed to sort of just, just to get the win. It, it was just a lovely afternoon. It, it really, it really sort of was, mm-hmm. it never really, there was no sense of jeopardy, even in, even in those dying seconds um, when, you know, Brentford scored and, and that hasn't always been, you know, Hasn't always been the case, even in this uh, this good run. You know, you think back to that Wolves and hanging on for dear life for, for twenty minutes, and mm. you know n- numerous other points. So it just and sort no of killed one, the game,
1: and no break. one came close to getting sent off, uh, which was a joy. Um, but the refereeing, let's address. it. will oh, show. I don't know. How about this? Let's take a break. Jeez. And let's discuss it. I want to get Nick's take on the whole refereeing controversy. Arsenal, are we being picked on? Is it a conspiracy? I like to get every guest's opinion on this topic because Arsenal fans are, frankly, obsessed with it. But let's take this quick break and we'll be back after this. And we're back from the break. Yeah, I mean... I did feel that, like, I think we had five penalty shouts, I think, at least. Um, I would say three of which were pretty decent. I mean, the handball one, right, which came from, I think, Cedric, didn't it? Um, And their player um, kind of decided to go to ground and had his arm out. Yeah, he he saved saved it, it, right. And there was a very, very similar incident in another game of the weekend. I've already forgotten which way the penalty was given. Um, one, but it was Spurs. Spurs. Oh, Spurs, right. Very, very similar. Yes, you're right, Spurs. Yeah, City, City got the penalties, didn't they? Um, City have had like something I'd read there's like 12 or 13 penalties in the in the same time that Liverpool and Arsenal. Liverpool fun interestingly, don't get any penalties very rarely, which is amazing considering the players they've got. And we obviously don't ever never get penalties. It is weird, isn't it? It is there's something odd and and then just what before you before you um, hold forth there was also the McTominay not getting booked twice and he committed five I think fouls maybe six fouls as many if not more than the whole Arsenal team have committed in the time that we've had two or three players sent off so statistically it feels like either an anomaly or is there a reason, is there an underlying reason why it feels like Arsenal are not getting a fair shout when it comes to these decisions? Nick?
0: Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's absolutely mental. Um, the, the, the one on Ben White, that he just literally booted it. Um, right. it. A bit like that with the Saka one. Uh, um, I think maybe it was last season, wasn't it? We just literally kicked him from behind. Literally kicked him instead of the ball. I mean, how, that, how they didn't look at that on VAR? If they if they're not going to give a penalty for that, then they're, no, they're never going to give us one for anything, are they? That that was absolutely extraordinary. So yeah, when we look at that, that's those statistics about the fouls to red cards. Uh, it's we're the least fat fouling team and the most red cards by a huge margin on both margins. Mm. So it's the stats don't lie. We know we're not a dirty team, and yeah, m- whatever his name is, that United player, he's an absolute thug, and. Um, McTominay, it, it, it smacked that Leeds player in the face. It was he mm. was he was bleeding, wasn't he, all over the place? So, but what's the it, explanation? It's, Why? It's, what do you think? If if well, there is, if... well, well I, well, I think it's I think it's just um, a momentum. I think that's all it is. Mm. I mean, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I don't think referees oh. are sitting together having a beer and saying, right, what we're going to do, lads? Is this? No, it's not that. It's just a momentum, and it's because that's happening, that it's easy to do it. Where it's hard for them to do it against you know united and liverpool and and the england captain and chelsea it's i think it's just a momentum i don't think it's anything more so you know if we get the momentum going the other way i think hopefully that'll that reverse i mean famous last words I i might be saying i didn't agree with myself saying that in three months time but let do you let's think, hope that's
1: Josh, the case. Yeah. Josh, do you think that all of this talk, I think referees must be aware of it, aren't they? I thought it was interesting that on Match of the Day, they showed um, a couple of the incidents and um, they quite pertinently referred to the fact that, I think it was the handball one, actually. They kind of replayed it a couple of times and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the commentator was like, that's weird, you know, that hasn't been... Hasn't been overturned by VAR, and I think you mentioned. And I almost felt like they're aware. Everyone's aware. Like you know, sometimes in football, particularly online fandom, particularly Twitter, etc. We've talked about this in the past, where we're in we're in we're in, a, we're in a bubble of aren't we of our own supporting our own team, and all we notice is mistake is bad decisions that against us. And every team thinks their own team is being persecuted. But I do feel there's an awareness in general in football that Arsenal feel hard done by, particularly right now, like as as we stand right now. And do you think that's a good thing? Do you think like maybe that might help us? Or actually do you think, you know, referees might double down subconsciously or unconsciously and still carrying on, you know,
0: giving but us can I just say before yeah, Josh, Nick. I think that's the momentum I'm talking about might go right. the other way. And maybe we've just seen the start of it. Not <laughs> not on the penalties, but at least they didn't you know send any, any of our players off. Well,
1: yeah, was, I mean, it was obviously. a very—he only made two bookings, I think, didn't he? In the whole game against Brentford, he was very, you know. But the penalty, but the, the decision making was was still notably awry, I would say.
0: So the ref against us on Wolves uh, on Thursday, apparently yeah. he's given he's given a penalties against us this season. Yeah, I've got it, re- yeah. Red card.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But it's almost like every. It doesn't matter almost which which referee is that. They're all does it. They're, it feels at the moment like we're getting the 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 bad rub of the green. Is that a phrase? Um, anyway, Josh.
2: Yeah, uh, rather the green, most definitely a legitimate phrase to, <laughs> to use in this uh, environment. Um, I, I, I think we we touched on it last week, didn't we? Referees cannot fail to be aware of of the story, right? Like uh, they are watching this, and, and Nick alluded to it earlier in terms of the data, right? Like someone on Twitter, and my God. Arsenal's Twitter fan base is unlike any others, right? In the ability to like pull out clips that a referee has done in a game not involving Arsenal that might have taken place pretty much at any time in any place. And there'll be a comparative example to show the injustice against Arsenal in, in no time um, at all. But the data is extraordinary. Arsenal are this absolute anomaly on the graph of, of like red cards against sort of fouls committed. And uh, it, it, it is all a bit strange. The, the The penalties this weekend, I think, were strange. And I think you have to say if they were given, they weren't going to be overturned and... I think the referees at the moment are in a place where they kind of know they've almost got a little bit of protection that if they make a howler, it's going to be corrected because they've got VAR. But if it's a you know one that could go either way, they, I think they're maybe possibly tending not to you know possibly not to give it, feeling like there is the insurance at the moment. And I think we're we're sort of victim to do it. But the idea of the referees aren't aware of this I mean it, it's a narrative it's not just amongst the Arsenal fan base you, you mentioned it there on Arsenal you know on, on match per day there were three incidents to show I mean to show three incidents of like legitimate penalty claims mm. in, in one you know forget one game of football it was about a 15-20 minute spell wasn't it so yeah, yeah um, I can't help but think that, that they're aware of it um, I'm not sure it's going to make a, a huge Difference, but you know, gladly it it didn't matter. I, I think the stat was it that we had sort of 16 shots in that first half, which was was more for a sort of Emirates home game than any other game since sort of with you know certainly Venga's days in, in sort of 2017. So, you know, the the signs were, were positive. It, it was coming, and you know, what was almost pleasing is that the goals I wouldn't say came out of nothing, but they you know they, we, we just created a nice opportunity when Saka went through he didn't think I was as a brilliant he must score here he sort of put the ball in the one place where he's he was gonna score, and you know, a, across a the keeper finish. and off the post. Yeah. Fantastic, Smith yeah. Rowe. A bit of quick feet gave him a yard of space in in the box, and it, it wasn't an incredible finish. Actually, mm. maybe the goal is, should have got something on it. But yeah, we've mentioned it. Lacazette, of course, only three Premier League goals all season. But you you feel that in in Saka, in Smith Rowe, in Martinelli, and Nick mentioned Pepe earlier, and rightly so. It was a, it was a great cameo, and Arteta's comments on him have been really positive since he came back from Afcon. And he's going to have involvement, isn't he? And you looked at our bench finally on you know Saturday, and even that felt a bit stronger. Like okay, well, there's mm. players we can sort of rely on there, and and probably a word is is deserved for Cedric, you know, perhaps yeah. maligned at that various right, points, yeah. but I think very good at Wolves the other the other yeah. night, very uh, very solid. Uh, I wasn't quite sure about his corner taking on on Saturday, but you know that aside was yeah. was was solid. I agree. the I thought,
0: I, thought, yeah, I thought. some of his corners were really good actually. I mean, there was Couple, a few uh, wayward, but a we few 14. Were really
1: fourteen. We had yeah. fourteen corners, Nick. Right? And do you think it was weird? I don't think we played yeah, but, one short, one short corner, and we scored yeah. quite recently from a short corner, didn't we? I seem to remember like a really quick pass to kind of a player hovering at the edge of the penalty area, and then. I'm sure we. I'm sure we scored from a short corner. They
0: were huge. Their their, their defence were huge. Yeah, their defence were massive. One we guy locked... man mountain. Yeah. yeah. So and, the... and it's not. It's not Lacazette's main sort of skill, is it? Scoring headers from a corner. No, I don't think. I he think ever he's looked like scored has he? <laughs> Maybe he must have done once or twice. There was there was one from Ben White in the first right. half. He uh, he got onto a header and. It was quite the... close. There were a lot of crosses and corners. It was it was
1: slightly odd from that point of view. But yeah. Is, is Odegaard's one footedness something of a concern?
0: He's so one footed, isn't he? Like yeah. I think he's a bit he's I think he's starting to look a bit more like Liam Brady every game I see him play, actually. With well, the same the, foot and and the way he yes. plays and he's a bit Brady-esque, isn't he? So he well, you know that, that's all right. We'll have I'll, a bit of that.
1: Brady, my favourite ever player. I couldn't, couldn't be if, more of a Fabulous comparison. Go on.
2: If Lacazette is to leave this summer, which is probably the most likely situation of the stay or go, is is Odegaard a potential captain next season? Well, do
1: you think? interesting you should mention that because I was going to mention it. Um, Arteta was banging on about how he really he would be. You know, he's like the the player who is the most vocal and um, captain like. I don't without actually using the word. He seemed to be going on about how Odegaard is an inspirational figure day in, day out in training. And and I think he has started to play really well. Like, I, I have my doubts. Stan Baldwin on our um, chat on our um, is famously um, not Odegaard's biggest fan. But I think even he, he wasn't at the game on Saturday, but he was really good in that game. But my one concern is, and I think you're, you're right, Nick, There is Brady was, of course, incredibly left-footed, t- 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 famous, famous for it. But it didn't matter with him. Um I just wonder if Odegaard's playing slightly more forward as the number 10, you know, and he isn't scoring many. He's not great. I mean, I'm not being horrible. I'm not being, I'm not, I'm trying to just kind of be fair that he doesn't score many goals. He's very one-footed. I don't know whether that's a slight concern, even though he is playing really, really well. Do you know what I mean? So I'm slightly, I have a slight, not negative, not, uh, I don't know. I think his flaw, I think his flaw is hopefully he will
0: overcome. Yeah. I'm sorry I think you know he's, he's young and yeah. um, he's just coming to the side um, a couple of years I think he's going to be fantastic actually oh I agree so, Yeah, would yeah. you make him captain would you make him captain if Lacazette like, leaves well I think Tierney at the moment is ahead of him isn't he oh, so I Tierney got say. the on, on, against Brentford he
1: yeah, Xhaka wouldn't out. take it. Xhaka wouldn't take the heart of the arm.
0: No, no. Well, apparently, no. Apparently, he was just giving it to Tierney, that's a, or, or okay. he was saying, "Give it, give it to Tierney," because that's okay. yeah. Yeah. that's what that's what Arteta said afterwards. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. I think Tierney uh, is is is, uh, is, is captain material. in
2: uh, it seems Zaka exactly going. No, actually, I'm I'm not next in line. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be king at the moment. Give it to, give it to someone else. I, I, it didn't seem a snubby. That would be incredibly un, unusual. He's uh, definitely a future.
0: He's, he's a future captain for sure, isn't he? Certainly. Um, yeah. No, oh I love
1: uh, no. Oh, uh, Odegaard.
0: Odegaard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think it's easy d- to forget that he's not been playing in the Premier League that long, and it's a different league, and he's settling in. He's getting better. He's, you know, there's a team around him, and he's he's becoming that playmaker. Um, It's quite exciting to see what he might become, in which case that's a great signing. Ben White as well. I mean, he's a great signing. Isn't it it that we're, we're, we're in a sort of a, a mini league of five, isn't it? And yeah, this is, this is the whole thing, isn't it now? And if he does it, if he does it, then it is Mikel knows for me. If, if we get that fourth spot, um, are
1: you saying now, are you saying now, are you committing now that if we yes. come forth, you will create a Mikel Nose banner? Yes. And I'm still, yes. oh, excellent, yeah. No, I am I fully agree with you. If we get fourth, it will be an app. We're in a weird position, aren't we, Josh? You're about to say something, sorry, and I'm interrupted. But my, the thought in my mind is, and I felt this way as we won that game on Saturday, that on the one hand, I'm completely, I will be absolutely astonished slash thrilled and Arteta will we'll be banner-worthy if we get this full spot. But on the other hand, I'll be devastated if we don't. So it's almost like, it, 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 and I think a lot of fans feel that way at the moment. Like, it's there, isn't it, now, as this kind of, you know, the holy grail. It seems within grasping distance, and yet we are in this really difficult mini-league, as Nick says. And every all that everyone won at the weekend, you know, annoyingly. Like the weekend before, that wasn't the case, and we didn't play. It's going to be incredibly tight. But I feel like, Because it is there for us now in this season where we're not playing European games, and we've got another like ten-day break after the next other Wolves game before we play again. So what I'm rambling on about is, even though I will be amazed and overjoyed if we get it, I will be gutted and devastated if we
2: don't. Which is slightly right now. The only chance. Right now, the only opportunity. For a successful season is coming forth, right? And you've got all the former players who are being asked obvious questions uh, about Arsenal's ambitions. The rest of the season are saying things like, "If they don't come forth, you know, it, it sort of, you know, ultimately sort of failed failed this season." And and you can understand that given the situation we are in. We have, we've taken it upon ourselves. We are currently favourites for that fourth position, given the situation we've navigated uh-huh. ourselves to. We are with the bookmakers. We are favourites. Are we We
0: really? Yes, we are. I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, just ahead of uh, Manchester United. Because we've got the youngest ahead of Tottenham. We've got the youngest squad. We've got probably the smallest squad. We we haven't got um, a centre forward that scores goals. Um, I I would argue that Wolves actually may be the best looking side out of the five. And um, United oh, yeah. have got they've got the biggest squad. So well, if we can, do, yeah. I think it, I think it's an incredible achievement if we do. So I don't think I, we're going to, but I really hope we do. And I'm excited to be in it. It's like a, it's like our mini league. And right now, we've got the games at hand. We've got three, but they're very, yes. pretty, all, very hard games.
2: All the Arsenal uh, fans have a issue with Arsene Wenger for... Talking about this fourth place uh, trophy we'll and, and that being aspiration, um, here I'll we are, um, desperately hoping to uh, to get that fourth uh, that fourth,
1: fourth place spot.
2: Will be a trophy. We're we're fa- we we fa- favourites. It's Disaster United. Um, that Tottenham, Tottenham result is a blow because that, that mm. brings Tottenham back into it in a way that I think we sort of taken for granted that they were going to go and have yet another um, defeat. West Ham drawing is a help. I mean, you mentioned their Wolves, Nick, but they are twenty-five to one to to come forth. so uh, they're still sort of uh, you know considered quite quite a long way behind. But
0: well, if you look at if you look at the Arsenal I mean, situation, if you look at Wolves' games, you know they they've got a really good chance. They're the outsiders at the moment, Nick. They're they're like 20. no, I know, I know they are. I know yeah, they, I'm yeah. just saying that they are. They play fantastic. So they, they are playing really well at us. the moment.
2: They are playing really well. well if they the come to the Emirates and win on Thursday, that's, yeah, you know, oh, God, it yeah, changes in both That'll directions. That will change everything.
1: That will change everything. Yeah. What's interesting? Well, I mean, there's lots of interesting things about it. But one of the interesting things is that um, our three, we've got three games in hand, right. Over the, the teams above us, which you feel, oh, amazing! But when you think about it, those games at hand are against Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham Spurs. Yeah. Uh, and now, I'm sorry,
0: but we are not. How gonna many get points? Nine points in m- those games. How many points? How many points? Games?
1: I mean, you'd be thrilled with cool. six, five, six,
2: five, maybe. Um, but boy, everyone's got everyone's got games to play. Like we, you know, we have still got. What well, we've got, yeah, 15 games left. I mean, there's only four teams we're not playing between now and the end of the season, right? We have already been to field. don't I dealt know. with City. You know, it, my it, point it, is we're gonna have some, some tricky games. Yeah,
1: left, but my point is you look and at we the th- we would grab
2: this situation, we're in. I know, but my point lot, is at this stage last year, we were on 31 points, right? We we're on 42. I mean, the progress is, is absolutely oh, I, I,
1: terrific. I, I, I'm not saying I'm I've absolutely been progress. I think we're playing really well. I'm very happy, but I just keep th- I I keep saying that we've got three games in hand, you know, um, and we're all thinking it when you see the league table. But I'm just we saying, do.
2: we Can do. You, <laughs> boy, this team went toe to toe with Man City at, at home uh, and you lost. Know, we just got away to to and lost and lost. So one we to, lost. We and mm-hmm. won. Sure, but but you know they lost. Uh, you know, I suppose I've just had a run of what th- three defeats was it prior to City. So look, um, I think this is a. I'm just saying we we got to start getting excited, Boyd. are you excited.
1: Go- Hold on. I'm just saying, let's be realistic as well. Let's not get carried away. Let's not, you know, assume I'm just putting the whole three, my whole three games in hand point was to 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 make was don't let, have a think about what those games are and don't assume you're going to win them because there's no way we're going to win them. So it's very tight. Anyone could get it. Anyone could get it. i am just slightly worried, Nick, before we go off this topic, I know Josh Mm wants to maintain the positivity. All the, I, I saw a lot of people react to every single game. I mean, this is the way it works, you know. So that three, those three defeats of Spurs and everyone's going, Conte, you know, I I've tweeted a picture of him in the rain, looking miserable, and the interviews he's giving away, he looks miserable, loving it, you know, inject it into our veins. But did he then show, you know, I don't want to make... This is not a Spurs podcast, but I do feel like that tactical performance against City and the fact that they've got one of the best strikers in the world is now, I think we have to worry about them all over again. Do you know what I mean? Just when we thought... Maybe that Spurs were going to crumble to pieces. <laughs> now it's like any of the our, our lot, any of these teams vying for that fourth place, could reasonably get it.
0: Well, every game is difficult, isn't it? It's about it's the same word, momentum. If you've got momentum, things change, and I think we're getting one. Uh, it yeah. feels like that to me. As I said, a bit a bit George Grahamish, and you know, I've got to be honest and hold my hand up. I think the last time I was on this podcast, I think I was saying words to the effect that Mikel, you know. It, you know, this is his first job and you know he's out of his depth and stuff like that because that's yeah. what I felt at the time. But you I'm starting anyway. to yeah, and I'm starting to see some momentum. That's that's the point. And yeah. like when they come out you feel actually they're gonna play good football and they're they are so well, hard to beat and that you know we you know we've got a lot of danger all over the pitch and we're gonna give wolves a very hard game and it's not gonna be easy for anyone mm. to play us. And well I do th- I agree with you. Who knows?
1: Joshua I think the most the best thing about us at the moment is we're playing better football I absolutely think that much more attractive football and there have a there's a solidity about us that we don't look like we're going to capitulate um the only problem is the sendings off and the discipline that's the for me that's the only mark against us compared to our rivals for this top four spot. I think that's such an issue. And it was fine against Brentford, because, you know, but I can see all over again that this Wolves game on Thursday, already I'm stressed out the idea of, you know, possible sendings off and bookies because our record against them is so weird. Do you know what I mean, Josh? So I just feel, yeah, the positive is, I would say, and I, you know, you, you made the point before we started recording that I had been negative about Arteta and had been Arteta Alvarez points, like Nick, and we've been we had issues. What I would say now is Arteta has been learning on the job, literally as his first job. But he has been learning. That's the great thing. He's clearly learnt, and, and and in all kinds of ways, tactically, uh, man management wise, um, substitute wise, and team selection wise, all of those things. He's learning, and, and I think he's doing you know, Now we all think he's doing a good job.
2: He's undeniably, uh, you know, doing a good job. The uh, improvement that we just mentioned there in the eleven points we are better off um, is a sure sign of that. I've got to tell you a negative from from Saturday, Boyd. Go on. These turnstiles and people oh. trying to use these digital wallets to get in. Like, I, I don't know if it was just I'm unlucky, but I swear to God, every time I try and go the person in front of me spends like. 30 seconds, 45 seconds trying to scan in to then look back and go, it's not working to a steward who, you know, looks like they've already said this about 45 times in the last 46 people that have tried to get in the stadium and just aimlessly wave at an imaginary sort of senior supervisor who can go and help them. Like what did you get? The, I mean, I know you're going through like club me- level and you sort of have butlers to come greet you and give you your program, but like, I don't know, but did you see the articles about the, st- the stadium improvement that's yeah. coming? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, which means main... which means we're going to have a little ticket rise, aren't we? There's going to be a, apparently. A, yeah. a well, there was the fans the forum. What is that?
1: So it was the <laughs> fans forum where, yeah, I think they they um, announced that they're going to re they're going to. Um, I saw Paul Merson complaining. I mean, I love him. But he was complaining that they're going to spend money on renovating the stadium, you know, because they that's that. And it rather, and he ranted about how, you know, we should have bought striker players and, and no, and, we need a nicer stadium. We need a but the stadium, stadium is getting a bit. Did you, did you notice? I think we're all there against Brentford. There's this, there's the one the roof? the rain? The yeah. rain, yeah. it stopped raining right about yeah. two minutes before kickoff, yeah. right? Otherwise, we would have had sheeting rain in our faces, even on club level, right? But then there was one bit where uh, kind of uh, right where the massive, constant water hurling down onto the port of below.
0: That's in front of me. That's in front
1: of oh, me. Oh, n- I mean, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. But and they said they're going to they the roof. The stadium is isn't it, now?
0: But they they said they're going to repair the roof, but, yeah. it'd be, it'd be, and they're going to put some big screens. But it'd be nice, I think, to fill the corners in, but another few thousand in each corner, just so we're like yeah, just they could... six, six, 63,000, 64,000, just yeah. the... Modern Just a few above, above, yeah. above the sponsors. Yeah. Well, it was spots. funny.
1: This was a telling mo- moment. But um, first of all, your point about the turnstiles, they have to revamp that. They have to. They, they said they would. I think. They should, yeah, they, they did don't. say they would. But it's definitely not working. It's fucked up. It's a nightmare. It can't get, people take 20, 25 minutes to get into the fucking stadium from the point where they arrive at the gate to go, you know, it's really ludicrous. But this was a telling moment. Rudy, who is nine years old, who I was with at the game, said at one point, can we get a new stadium? <laughs> can we move to a new stadium? I was like, for me, I still think of the Emirates as a new stadium. I'm that old. Yeah, it feels yeah, like, you too. know, and this is the new place for us, but it is really yeah. rickety and in dire need of improvement. Isn't it Josh?
2: Well, uh, maybe that's going slight, slightly too far, but it already feels slightly out of date. And that, and that's a shame, you know, compared to some of the sort of, you know, new, new stadiums going around. Like, that. I mean, Tottenham feels like it has been built a lot less Sorry, a lot, a lot more than just, what has it been, 13 years apart or, or whatever it would be been yeah. in, in terms of their opening. So, yeah, we've got a bit of catching up to do, but I think it's a good thing that they've sort Did of club see- have addressed that. And, look, I, I guess what will come out is, I mean, maybe the club are desperately holding on. Ironically, they probably want to wait until we've qualified for at least Europe before announcing it, even though qualifying for Europe will mean whatever increase we get probably is insignificant compared to mm. the money they will get for us mm. playing European football. But I'm sure they're going to wait. and. Maybe, maybe the way out is at least I think' right we're rising, we are raising the ticket pricing you know x percent, but we are committing to then not raising it for y amount of time. You imagine there's a, a bit of pr to, to do in there. did you see uh, that uh, talking of stadium Nick did you see the Super Bowl stadium in l a where
1: where incredible at, isn't it' yeah.
0: Conquist, be nice, be one. nice if he if he could it be nice if he could build one of those those video yes. walls all the way around to do, do the that video for us as well. The video wall was extraordinary, it wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely yeah, incredible, absolutely mental. Yeah, five yeah. billion. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I can announce that, that I retired White Hart Lane. Um, so, I'm, I'm, which means I never, I never go to the new stadium. I'll never see it. Oh, because, I see. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm a bit the same. I've never been either, and I don't fancy it particularly. Yeah. I no, I've retired of... it. Okay. Can I well just done. can I
0: just explain why? Yeah. Go because on. I, I I was there in 1971 to see us win the league. I was obviously there, obviously, you know, that 2004 because yeah. of my, of my those nose and yeah. the rest of it. So, um, I, I should have done it then. I should, when I walked out, I said, I'm never going to come back and I stupidly did. So now I have another chance because they, that they, they demolished the stadium where I saw us win the league twice. So I've now made that decision. So I've retired like I did Anfield when I walked out in 89. So that's my nice. second retired oh, yeah, stadium.
2: I, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this game, which by the way, Sky are gonna keep back now, aren't they? This has got a late April, oh, early May been. feel. That's they that's are gonna yeah. this is gonna be like Yeah, they've they they can not wait too late. They can't go too early. I reckon three to five games before the end of a season. Uh maybe uh, you know, a midweek evening game, they're gonna find a place to slot this one in. And I can't I agree wait with you. Can't I
1: agree with you, but I wonder but it's what I'm. I'm see, I my my, in- my instinct is to be really worried about it, anxious, and you know, it's hovering over me like a sort of Damocles. Um, Let's hope I, it
0: doesn't matter by then. Let's hope.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's unlikely, isn't it? This is going to go to the wire. I also think, I slightly think we should have gone ahead with it back in whenever and just fuck fuck the fact that we didn't have any players because at that point the both teams were kind of in about roughly in the same kind of roughly in the same position they were you know now I worry now we're going to get in this position where Spurs are going to go on a re- little mini run is going to get that together Harry Kane's going to score goals it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare but anyway that's just me being negative and pessimistic um, we should
2: predict the upcoming we predict, fixture shouldn't we, we should we? predict did you Thursday, see Thursday night Thursday night it. When was yeah. our last Premier League Thursday night game? There's a stat that I don't know the answer to. That's a good question. I was going to give you the stat. Before we do have convene our predictions,
1: um, I was going to mention the fascinating point. Did you see the stat about our three o'clock Saturday kickoffs? Do you know this stat? Did you see this one, Nick? Or, yeah, no. Arsenal are unbeaten in their last 29 Premier League home games, kicking off at three o'clock on a Saturday. We've wow. won 24, drawn five, the last defeat was 2013, the opening day of that season, against Aston Villa, a three o'clock Saturday. I remember that game. Yeah, Gosh. I remember it very well. It was terrible, wasn't is we Isn't that the game there that
2: Tim Payton did his interview with Arsenal Fan TV? And the, 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 that was the birth of Arsenal Fan TV, oh, pretty it? much, was it? Was it? The Chris Hudson video demanding oh. purchases, because then we immediately, a few days later, went and did the, the last day of the transfer window shopping spree. Yeah.
1: Yes, you're right. Yes, historic, historic moments. Anyways, bring on the three o'clock Saturday kickoff. That was part of why it was so magical. It was such an unprecedented moment to have a three o'clock Saturday kickoff. Anyway, <laughs> as you've said, we're playing Thursday in the league against Wolves, who are on great form, as are we. What the hell is going to happen in that game, Nick?
0: It's going to be a rollercoaster of emotions. Mm. We're going to score score the winner 2-1. In in the last minute, Vlavic is going to score at first. Okay. <laughs> is he? Finished? We've signed him. Wow. No. Lacazette last Lacazette, minute. Lacazette, he'll score. Oh bloody hell! So. The, this stadium will erupt.
2: Okay, I can't
0: see Lacazette one, one, being one on nil, the pitch for the last second. But there you nil, go. One one nil down, two one
1: up. There you go. That's my that's my prediction. Famous fanzine. Um, okay, so you're officially going two one, Josh.
2: I think we can win this 2-0, Boyd's. I, really? I, I really do. Yeah, I, I think we still have to I mean, be our favourites for, for the game. I think, um, you know, I think we showed in the the away game that um, we, we could dig in and, and sort of match them. And if we can um, be as creative and positive as, as we were on Saturday, you know, our, our record at the Emirates is, is good this season, you know. Yeah. Um, Two nil to Arsenal. I think we'll take a huge leap to this ambition wow. for fourth place. Wow, you don't look confident, boys. No, no. Um, I'm going
1: to say a draw. I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going to say two all. I'm going to a thrilling, a thrilling, slightly gutting two all. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I just think they're very well matched at the moment. Okay. No. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, uh, Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Always fascinating. Always fascinating to hear the cancellation of uh, White Hart Lane.
2: We will have Nick back on when he is uh, letting us know when the release of the Mikel Knows banner is going to be, the official unveiling. That's when we want to have Nick back.
0: Absolutely. I'll I'll tell you all about that. Maybe. Hang on. If they
2: keep the Tottenham game back to, like, the third last game, and that night we qualify oh, somehow. Wheel. Can you bring that banner to Wiley? <laughs> so it will be a continuation. He's not going. Like not a, and, and not, go, not, banner going. To not go
0: inside. Not go inside, but bring the banner. Yeah, oh, that's Yeah, yeah just way. outside. Yeah. The way it's yeah. outside. Just, just bring it. Bring on bring Arsenal fan TV. Them, I'll
2: take the banner in. I'll take the banner <laughs> in for you. So it's a continuation. have.
0: No, I have to be there. But, it yeah. Okay, yeah. You're tempting me here about that. Okay.
2: Maybe just last day of the season, last home game of the season, you can bring it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the front, so I could do that, actually. Yeah. I could put it over the top, yeah.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. All Thank right. you very much, Nick. Brilliant. Josh, Brilliant. And then we'll yeah. be back, Thanks, uh, guys. This time next week. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk